Ladies and gentlemen, before we get started today, I just want to let you know that if you haven't checked out any of my social media pages, you should. On Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch, you can find me at One Word Altogether Jimmy Podcast World. On Twitter and Snapchat at Jimmy Pod World. Uh, my YouTube channel is Jimmy Podcast World. And you can find me on the biggest podcasting platforms Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. You can find all this and more at jimmypodcastworld.com. Remember, when shopping at Jimmy Podcast World, to click on the Amazon banner at the top and bookmark it as well. Uh, every time you purchase through uh, that Amazon banner and you bookmark, uh, Amazon will kick back a couple pennies our way, and it goes a long and a long way to help us uh, help uh, maintain websites, uh, paying for um, domains, and so on. Uh, helps me uh, explore new merchandise. By the way, check out the merchandise uh, tab. On the website, there's new stuff coming out like this, uh, new designs that I'm working on, uh, that and much more. Uh, without further ado, today's podcast is uh, a little bit late, a little late than ever. This is covering uh, episodes three and four of The Last Dance, the story on the Chicago Bulls 97-98 season that was, that's airing every Sunday at, on ESPN at 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, if you haven't checked them out, you can, the ESPN app. Uh, ESPN has the um, mature version, and there's also ESPN two that has the um, the uh, somewhat censored um, for you know fourteen and older type stuff. So uh, without further ado, this is the Last Dance episodes three and four here on the Jimmy Podcast World. Give me sports. Give me tacos. Give me the world. Ladies and gentlemen, a little late than ever on this episode uh, review of episodes three and four of The Last Dance, the 97-98 season of Chicago Bulls that aired on Sunday. They will continue airing on Sunday. They will do two episodes every Sunday. Uh, and I believe the uh, series is 10 episodes deep. So if you started last week, last weekend, not the one that just passed, but the one before that, uh, you'll be uh, with them for at least another three after the one that just that just aired. Um, you know, the I was talking with a cousin of mine. Um, I remember. Jordan's career. I knew the impact he was having the second time around after his retirement to go chase his dream of playing baseball. More on that as we go on. I was more aware of the icon that he was, the transcendent athlete, transcendent just force that was Michael Jordan that was beyond basketball and it continues to be beyond basketball if there's anything that is more evident on how much Jordan is is the game continues to be the game there's no other greater indication than than this than this documentary series this isn't on the 97-98 Bulls. I'm saying that because that's what it's being called. This is on Michael Jordan. 
Look how great Pippen was. And back to Jordan. Look how great Dennis was. Back to Jordan. Look how great this was, that was, this player, that player, these moves, those moves. Back to Jordan. They went there. They they even go as far as to credit Jordan for his um for the weight training of the team, as if each player didn't feel like, hey, maybe I should bulk up, maybe it should get better. It's been very Jordan s, very Jordan centric, and it should be because he is Michael freaking Jordan. He continues to be basketball. His shoes sell. His faces everywhere. His logo is everywhere. It's in college football. Not baseball or basketball. Football. Don't even know if you ever played football. Pee wee. Or high school or whatever. I don't even know if you played intramurals. Go play intramurals. Um, but it's 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 crazy to see just the transcendent icon that Michael Jordan is. And it's been a great documentary. It shouldn't. If you're aware of Jordan, if you're into basketball, you shouldn't really be surprised by a lot of what you see. It, it, it was obvious he he um you know fought his teammates. It was obvious he demanded more. He was competitive. So competitive it landed him into a gambling issue. But when you look at this documentary, some of the stuff that is news to me is some very detailed behind-the-scenes stuff. Conversations that were had. Um, not knowing that Jordan, if not held the same amount of hatred for Isaiah Thomas... Hold more hatred for Isaiah Thomas. But a couple of things stood out from this, um, from episode three and four, and, and really the series so far. Because I think it's easy to, to sit here and talk about Jordan, and I'm not telling you anything new. You know he was a scoring leader. You know he was MVP. You know he won finals. You know he won defensive players of the years. You know his competitive drive. But remember Pippen? Like, remember Pippen. Do you remember Scottie Pippen? Do some of you really, can you, some of you really tell me that you remember his contract negotiations? Not the fact that he sat out. But do you remember uh, Migraine Gate or the Migraine Game? I know Jordan does. Do you remember some of those finer details? Because I don't. 
I, I it's hard. It's hard when your focus is on one player. The NBA really it's it, it's it's great and it, it creates its villains. It creates its stars. They're very marketable. It is easier to market an NBA player than an NFL player. They're wearing less gear. Their face is out in the open. They get to personalize a little bit on the court. You can see their tats. The shoes are their own, different brands. It's not approved by the league or this or that. Different colors. It's whatever they want it to be. The NBA really understands to stay away from your athlete. Let them be the league. Let them be above the league if they can. But do any of you really remember Dennis Rodman, the basketball player, the fundamental basketball player? By the way, one of the things I would recommend is for you to watch alongside this is also watch uh, Detail. Detail is something um, I'm not sure if Kobe Bryant is credited with this, but they approached Kobe with um, doing a kind of X's and O's and breaking it down and getting into the psyche of the game and so on. Detail had Kobe sit down and talk about players or his team or himself and talk about the uh, very fine detail of certain plays certain decisions on the court, uh, momentum swings, and so on, really highlighted a lot of those things. Uh, detail with Kobe's great. Detail with Peyton's great. Uh, being maybe the MMA fan that I am, maybe, th and this is probably biased, uh, my favorite is the one with Daniel Cormier. Um, I think I watch fights even different now after watching that. Um... But I recommend watching Detail. Watch the one with Phil Jackson where he talks about the Bulls and he talks about the triangle. And see the things he says about Dennis Rodman. And that's where I want to start off first. Episodes three and four really highlighted how good Dennis Rodman was. He was better than we remember. You remember the hair. You remember him fighting with Stockton or uh, with Malone. You remember him on you know WCW, NWO with Hulk Hogan. You remember Carmen Electra wearing the dress, having the book um, where he's like naked on the cover or whatever. That's what you remember. Uh, also, double take with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Hashtag JCVD. Shout out to JCVD. But that's how this started off. How good Dennis Rodman was. The dude, I think, didn't get enough credit for how smart he was. The fact that he was dealing with the triangle offense, which, by the way, Jordan very much said hated. Didn't really, wasn't really fond of Phil. Because Phil was 
very much in love with the triangle offense. The triangle offense was going to reduce the amount of times Jordan touched the ball and scored. Kobe was the same way. He didn't like the triangle offense. It was taking the ball away from him. Triangle is very much a post type of offense. You know, with everyone moving around, everyone getting the possibility of touching the ball. Um, but it's very much post-centric. So Shaq really loved that offense. Uh, it took a while for, for Jordan to get there, but what I'm trying to get at is it's a very detailed offense. It's you got to know, you got to recognize certain things. When the, when the triangle breaks down, where to be, are certain players moving? What's the skill set of the guy on your team? Should you should you go for a screen? Should you roll out? There's a lot that goes into that, and it takes most teams about a year to get uh, the hang of it. Rodman was in that offense. The one thing that I I there was one time where I. And this this might be just a um, a typical like I'm a, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. A typical Dallas Cowboys hater, and you know maybe even more uh, a hater of Tony Romo. I had a manager when I was working a retail job here in Salinas tell me that. The reason why Romo wasn't good, which he was good. I think stats say otherwise. I think he was good. The reason why he wasn't good was because he wasn't in the film room. And the first thing I thought was, oh, okay. Walked away and I'm like, how the hell does he know that? I think if anything... He was in the film room, understood the offense. It's more is it ever more evident than he he's probably the hottest analyst for Sunday football right now? Him or Aikman, interchangeable. Both Dallas Cowboys guys. Uh, you know Jerry loves that. But there's guys that give that perception, right? That give a certain perception that they don't care that they were lazy. That they didn't understand football. It's it's crazy. I I thought that of Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco. I thought this dude was just like, I'm an athlete. I'm gonna go score touchdowns. I'm always open. Throw it at me. I'm gonna score. And I cannot wait to dance. I cannot wait to do a end zone celebration. I don't even care about the game. I don't care about uh, anything else. I don't care about Super Bowls. Anything. I just want to score so it could be look at me. And maybe there's some truth to that. There's some marketing uh, stuff there. There's some entertainment factors. It's just having good old-fashioned fun. But then you hear the dude talk football. Break down X's and O's. That is the first. He is the first person to make me realize that in football, there's only a handful of plays. He said something like seven, eight plays at most, and they're just disguised differently. 
I didn't know that. And maybe some of you are out there like, no shit. That's cool. That's fine. You continue being, you know, you. But I kept listening to the things he was saying, and I was blown away with how smart he was as it related to football. Randy Moss the same way. Dennis Rodman showed that. He did a lot of extensive prep work. He 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 learned how different shooters were result in different types of rebounds. He was talking about like how Jordan shot it one way and it wouldn't really spin this way. So he would be like, okay, cool, let me go that way. Someone else would shoot it and that would rotate more. So he kind of was like, all right, cool, shots up. It's coming this way. So I'm gonna move over here and do that. If you're if you're not blown away from that, we have no business being here right now. Wait for wait for a uh, wait for a podcast on on that that I do interviewing someone or doing something else because if you're not blown away by how Dennis Rodman understood people's shots and ball rotation as it was going through the air, aligning to position himself for a rebound, man. I could do with an entire 20-minute, 30-minute episode on Dennis Rodman and just having coaches and players that played with them and against them just analyze Dennis Rodman. Talk about Dennis Rodman. And some of the skills he had, there were certain times where I would hear Phil, I don't know if it was on Detailed or on The Last Dance, where I would hear Phil say, that was up to Rodman if he wanted to shoot that on that play. He credited him with being not a bad shooter. And early on, when you see the college highlights and stuff like that, Rodman could ball. And we don't remember that. That is one of the things that I think I appreciate the most from this documentary is the stuff on the other players, coaches, executives, opponents. He had a lot of extensive work on... um, He had a lot of extensive work on um, players that he would play against and guard and their tendencies and so on. And he shouldered a lot of workload for Jordan and Pippen. Other thing that stood out. There's a couple things that uh, off of this next thing that stood out. Jordan's 98 season was absolutely insane. I know there's a thing of like left on his own terms or did it his way or something along those lines. But boy, are you leaving with still being on top? Like. I'm curious, could they have gone another season, maybe picked up a few pieces, done a few changes? Now, the first time he retired, I know what it is, man. And I'm not here to, and I know that I mentioned this would probably sound like Jordan bashing, and I hope it, it doesn't. He got, he got suspended, man. It was a gambling thing. 
the thing with his dad, you don't just execute someone like that by wrong place, wrong time. It was a gambling thing. That's what it was. You don't just leave at the, not even the peak. The peak for him is title, between titles like four and five. Maybe the third one. The third one, he's just like, I see my, uh, I see the peak. It's right over there. Because remember, 95 is, or 94 is, 93, 94 is, is, is the 10-year mark. Of him being in the NBA. Right? We had Kobe, you know, do almost (laughs) double that. LeBron's past that. That season was, was, was a good one for him. Shooting 53 from the field. 35 points a game. uh, Leading the league in steals. That's insane. What are the other things that that stood out and not so stood out? There's a lot that not so stands out, but but it's still something to uh, to look at. Uh, the Bulls had to totally uh, change their identity and and become a way different team um, to be able to beat the Pistons. It wasn't enough for Jordan to do it on his own. They needed to change coaches. They needed to change players. They needed to adjust to the way the team that was beating them was doing so in that in a fashion that they couldn't play either like or against. Even when they say, oh, we had to bulk up. We had to get straight in the conditioning. We wanted to initiate some punishment. They were the Bulls were never a physical team, at least not the way I remember them. You know, they're saying on, on there that oh, Luke Longley was brought in a whole Shaq. Luke Longley was there to reduce Shaq's points by like four to six, at best. They, to me, physicality wasn't what I thought they were sure. Being in the low post and, you know, the triangle and it being post-centric, yeah, sure, there there is something there, sending screens and so on. There's some physicality involved, but not the way of the bad boy Pistons. And a lot of people glorify that. Oh, you know, the NBA nowadays. Oh, man, it's so soft. It's it's very scoring-friendly. Uh, You don't like scoring? How many of you are dating someone that wouldn't watch basketball if it was just a defensive game? Oh, and the score ends 27-24. No one wants to watch that. Forcing me to make a decision on whether or not to like have family time or 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 work on something around the house or or self-improvement of some kind, or go for a walk. But no, I got to watch. Because this person, this team is entertaining. They're on the field. They're on the court. I did everything I could this last season to 
to make sure that I was available to watch the Kansas City Chiefs play football. I made sure of that. The Rams as well the season before. Now, I love defensive games, but not as much as just an exciting overall, just entertaining onslaught. And a lot of people glorify, oh, the Pistons, the bad boy Pistons. Oh, they, you know, or in football, oh, yeah, you know, these teams were, were you know, brutal. They, they take guys out. They take the starting quarterback out of the game. They take the, the leading scorer on the NBA court out of the game. Why the hell would you want that? Are you really watching Jordan's replacement? No. How uh, how much are you looking to watching Tom Brady's heir apparent in New England? Are you ready for the Hoyer era? Because I'm not. I'm ready for Tampa Bay, baby. Not ready for, you know, the if, if there's any interest is what Bill Belichick does with the Patriots this season. That's about it. Are you ready to see Dak Prescott's replacement? I'm not so sure I know who the hell that is. Remember what happened when Jimmy G went down? Was that fun? Nah. It wasn't. It isn't. We love to see stars. We should see the stars. I don't want to go to a game, and one of NBA's biggest problems nowadays is is some of the players sit down. They don't play a full season. I'm somewhat okay with that, but it sucks when I spend a lot of money to go watch a game and they're not playing. I don't want to watch whoever the hell's replacing LeBron James on the court. I want to watch LeBron James. You show up to watch a movie. And that movie has DiCaprio, Scorsese, whoever it may be. You show up and they go like, oh, you know what? <laughs> you pay to watch a movie with DiCaprio. Yeah, man, he pulled out. Like they had to redo the movie in a day. And here it is. You're going to watch it now with Bob, whatever the hell. Directed by Steve, who gives a crap? You still going inside and getting that popcorn and soda? I'm not. Going home. Reading a book. Shoving his microphone and his camera in my face and, and pretending I'm talking to a lot of people. But I'm not watching whoever the hell the backups are. So for me, I've never been a fan of that. I'm a fan of today's NFL. I'm a fan of today's basketball. I want to see guys who are worth investing time and effort into, into watching.
But credit to the Pistons. Is there a Michael Jordan, uh, a, uh, his Royal Airness, Air Jordan, Space Jam Jordan? Without the Pistons? I don't know, man. A lot of credit goes to the Pistons, I think. They deserve a lot of that. But some credit goes to Jerry Krauser, too. Building a team that could beat the Pistons. Because, you know, the minute they beat the Pistons, after that, when they get to the NBA Finals, it's anything goes, man. They're on the, they're, uh, they're, they have as good of a chance as anyone at that point. But, yeah, not a fan of the way the Pistons were playing. That lets me, That leads me to believe... They could not play basketball the right way within the rules. And it wasn't until a couple things. It wasn't until Jordan and the Bulls uh, got more experience. They got better players. They got better coaching. And the Pistons also were deteriorating at that point. You ever see the Pistons come back after that? Nah. It was done for them. You ever um, take a day off? Like, you call in, ah, I'm not feeling well. And you go hit a couple golf golf balls. You catch up on Netflix. Or you, you take a week-long vacation and do absolutely nothing. Isn't that refreshing? Taking a week-long vacation and doing nothing? A lot of times you go out and you travel and you have to fly and it's a long flight and you get there and your luggage and and the hotel doesn't give you the room you want and so on. Isn't it something just awesome just to open a couple of beers and chill? Day one of your vacation, knowing day two, you're there and you still have five, six more days left. Another thing that stood out was um, Dennis Rodman's uh, trip to Las Vegas. Um, how much of that Jordan had a say in? I don't know. Maybe a lot. Maybe not at all. But I think in this scenario... If a LeBron, a Kobe, or a Jordan goes, I need time off. It's not. It's not happening, man. That's not you. Get back on that court. Win, score, defend, rebound, assist, whatever. Sometimes there's certain people that get special treatment. I remember when I was going just right on the other side of me. I also saw middle school. Shout out to some middle school Spartans. There was a kid that was not, I don't want to say a troublemaker, but was someone that didn't really participate as well as everyone else did in class. And the teacher allowed him to go on these long walks and, you know, I'm going to the bathroom, but really wasn't or did and then ended up walking around or something like that and would come back. And I actually brought that up to the teacher. Brought that up in the way of like, I'm like, 
how come you let him go out for so long? You you do know he's like not coming back right away, right? Like, I I I wanted to understand what his thought process was, and he said, when I give him this much, when I allow him to just roam this much. It's easier for me to ask for him of things. Like, come on, man, dude. He told me, you know, there's, I, I need you to do this report. I need you to do this. You need to sit down in class. Uh, group projects, participate in them. And it was easier to say, hey, man, I, I, I let you kind of do your thing. Help me in this. And it took me a long time to understand because he wouldn't let me do that. I'm like, all right, cool. So that means tomorrow I can just say deuces and walk away. He's like, no, I need you here. You need to be here. That's you, man. You come here, you participate. Don't be what you're not. So when Rodman asked for a, a vacation, to go to Vegas to unwind, he asked for it because he was taking over a role that was Pippins. And by the way, from what it sounded like, after they got rolling, was doing not too bad of a job. Felt like him and Jordan had something. But he was kind of just a side chick. Jordan was waiting for his main squeeze to come back. But Phil Jackson understood that. Phil Jackson understood that not every player is treated equally. Something that I think is a different philosophy to Bill Belichick. Well, he'll just treat everyone the same. Come in, shut up, do your work. Don't do more than you're supposed to, and that's it. But, yeah, <laughs> the conversation went, Rodman was talking to Phil, Phil brought Jordan in and was like, he'd like to go on a vacation. And Jordan was like, if anyone needs a vacation, it's me. But yeah, he gave him, they gave him 48 hours. He didn't honor that. He was there for longer, but came back and was fine. Because if he had, he stayed, he probably would have exploded, man. Once Pippen came back, he's like, man, I got to take, I got to take some time off. Went and partied it up in, in Vegas with Carmen Electra. One of the things on my notes, too, was um, uh, Craig Elo and the shot that Jordan had over him. Supposedly, Ron Harper was guarding Jordan and was doing a pretty good job of it. And then they went with Elo. Um, yeah, they probably should have stuck with Ron. Would the outcome be the same? It would. Pro it could probably have been the same as far as the Bulls scoring, Jordan scoring, maybe. But probably not the shot he got on Elo. It's still very, very... Um, a very iconic shot, right? Jordan comes, drives, drives one way, uh, goes up for the shot, a little bit of a pump fake, lets it go. Elo on him for a bit, and then you know he Elo comes disappears off camera, 
Shot goes in. Jordan's turning around, fist pumping, just throwing it up in the air. Um, uh, I mean, all la madre a todos, Cleveland. Um, and I think the most iconic part of that is Elo just throwing himself on the ground. I think had he not done that, it'd be like, oh, yeah, you, you had a great shot over, over the guy. Uh, whatever. That was cool. And the Bulls won. Jordan was great. Um, what else stood out from this? Uh, that, that was as, I think as much, um, as much as stood out to me, um, I like the documentary. It's great. I keep saying that, um, there's a lot of flashbacks to, to other times. And and I I kind of would like them to concentrate more on that season. Um, I'd like for them to talk more uh, about, you know, Pippen and Jordan. Like Pippen, Jordan for the for the for the most part, you know, saying that Pippen was selfish. Yet, how much money was Pippen making? And of course, that's Pippen's fault. He signed the contract. But the amount of money Jordan's made and continues to make, you can't tell me that because a guy was looking out for himself, a very important part of why you have six championships. Can't really call that guy selfish. I'd like to, I'd like for them to explore that more. I'd like for them to really get into the relationship between Jordan and Pippen a lot more. Um, Documentary is great. Uh, can't wait for the uh, can't wait for the other episodes to to air uh, next Sunday. Um, check out detail, anything detailed really on ESPN on the ESPN app, ESPN Plus. Um, anything detailed. I don't care what you check out. It's great. Uh, the Kobe stuff's great. Payne stuff's great. As I mentioned, Cormier is uh, my favorite uh, thing on there. Um, check that out. That is all for today. Uh, thank you for joining me. Um, I might do one more podcast tonight. Uh, if not tomorrow or the next day, talk a little MMA. Um, there's a lot going on in MMA, and I haven't gotten to it. Um, I'm working on a couple of interviews. Um, I'm talking with the, the Monterey County Health Department. Uh, hopefully, I can get someone in. Uh, not, I guess not in here, but maybe on, on a phone call or Zoom, Skype, whatever. Um, I think we're going to go forward with my mom's interview that I think was like one of the first things and one of the biggest reasons to push me to do this podcast was to interview her. Um doing that in Spanish and then in English as well. Um, there's a couple things I want to buy before we do that. Um, I want that produced just a little bit differently. I want it presented uh, well and done tastefully. And um, yeah, so we'll be doing that shortly. Um, that is all for today. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, JimmyPodcastWorld.com for everything. Uh, Jimmy Podcast World on iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, if I didn't mention that, we're on there. Apple Podcasts, 
my website is uh, the one stop for all information. It has my Twitter feed up and running. And that is all for today. Ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Podcast World. This was Jimmy. Peace. Give me sports. Give me tacos. Give me the world. The Jimmy Podcast World. Special thanks to Adam Levine.